You're a nigga though. I like your style, son. Thank you for tuning in to Soul for Thoughts Podcast, a weekly podcast where we discuss topics from music, politics, relationships, to issues that affect our black community. A very entertaining podcast. You won't be disappointed. Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to Soul for Thoughts Podcast. A podcast where the discussion will rock your soul. It's uncensored and no topic is off limits. Subject matters may be provocative and just downright offensive, but shit, at the end of the day, hey, we're just gonna tell it like it is. Damn, I miss the time when we used to love one another, had each other back and we greeted with my brother, shared the same struggles and we shared the same fight, had dreams of growing old, not take each other life. It's time we get it right. We striving for something better. Laid out the blueprint. Now it's time to put it all together. Couple weeks off and I'm back with some heat. So for thoughts, mission, I know y'all missing me. <laughs> Family, what's good? What's happening? How's everybody? I know it's been a while, but guess what? We're finally back in our sofa spot. Our place of serenity. I'm your host, Slick P, and you listen to episode 27. Family, I apologize for the delay of this episode, but these last few weeks have been my time to reset mentally. I took the last couple weeks to reset mentally. Y'all know I'm a big advocate of self-care, taking care of your body, your mind, and your soul. So I had some self-care to do. I had a few people hit me up asking about when the next episode dropping. Even my bro hit me like, man, when you going to drop the next episode? You playing. <laughs> but it feels good to know that people are locked in with soul for thoughts. Like, they're not listening because of any obligations to me. They just enjoy listening and sharing soul for thoughts. But I had to break it down to them like this. When you pour something out, Eventually, whatever you pour will run out and you have to refill it again. Same thing with a person. A person can pour but so much before they need to refill again. This is not like a bottomless fries from Red Robin where they're never ending. <laughs> but technically, when they run out, they still have to refill them by bringing you another basket. But once you have poured and poured and drained yourself, the responsible thing to do is to refill by hitting the reset button. Step back. Take time for yourself. Eleanor Brown once said, when you take time to replenish your spirit, it allows you to serve others from the overflow. You cannot serve from an empty vessel. This statement is absolute truth. You can't pour from an empty cup. 
Pouring from an empty cup will only cause those souls that are listening to be empty as well because there is no substance. There is literally nothing to give. Some people may do a show just to do a show, just to put something out, but that's not me. And that's not why I do this. Soul for thought is to feed the soul. So each time I do an episode, that's my goal. I said this would be a weekly podcast, and I try my best to be consistent with that. But at the same time, I refuse to pour out of an empty cup. With that being said, hey, I'm back with a triple shot of yak. <laughs> what? Y'all thought I had some tea or something in my cup? Don't be stupid. <laughs> but guess what? It's also easy to become drained by negativity. Like, with everything that's been going on recently, that can weigh on a person heavily. We had to deal with COVID and quarantine, and we still dealing with it. People's mental health have become fragile. The economy is, is in shambles. And on top of that, we have to fight for justice, equality, and deal with racial tension. No matter how positive you may be or how much walking you do on your purpose, negativity surrounds us and it can engulf you if you allow it to. So again, make sure you're doing everything necessary to take care of yourself. I see a lot of people doing those board games. I don't have anything negative to say about those boards. If people are truly being blessed through those boards, then I applaud it. A possible way for people to gain some money. If people are out to scam mothers, then you just ain't shit. I'm sorry, but you just ain't shit. But I will add this though. Why we can't take this energy and put it towards something bigger and greater? Start crowdfunding. I mean, people are going hard out here to recruit for those board games. I be on Snapchat and those little circles, I see the board games all the way across, all the way across, people inboxing me. I mean, going hard out here to recruit. We can start doing the same by buying land, buying property, investing into business, Doing something that's going to benefit more than just you and also can be, um, be sustained for a longer period of time. Building the community, building generational wealth, passive income. Like, I like the idea of these boards. It was similar to what I talked about on last episode about a family friend savings plan. But in the words of Jimmy Winston, if we do it then... We do it big then. Let's do it big. I asked a question on social media yesterday. Can a person have an impact, make a change without having some type of influence? I got really great feedback on that. My bro said, yeah. He said the only way to make a difference without an influence is to do the right thing every day to the best of your ability. No matter if it's complicated or simple. The best way to start is to start with your family. 
Now I understood his point. But to me, that still has to do with influence. In order to make a change, impact the person, has to see some type of value, whether it's in a person, place, or thing. If a person sees no value, then why should they change? So to me, change is the byproduct of influence. Something or someone changed because they were influenced in some form. To me, you have to build influence. And how do you build that? You must build trust, respect, be consistent, and stand on your values and principles. You have to walk it like you talk it. I read this book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Great book. The author mentions in this book that everybody has values, even gang members. Values is our personal belief system. But not everybody live by principles. Principles are like laws to help hold us accountable. He also mentioned that integrity is the highest form of loyalty. That a person should choose to do the right thing over being loyal to a person. It builds character and eventually influence to promote change. Recent events have started a chain reaction of changes to try and make up for past history. Historic statues and monuments are being torn down. Confederate flags are getting banned. And some states are changing their flags. While those symbols are being erased physically, it still doesn't change what's in a person's heart and it still don't change the system that still oppresses. We can't be fooled by the smoke screen and mirrors. While it may look good and it is seen as a good gesture, there are laws and policies still in place that plays a part in the systematic racism. I know I'm saying don't tear down the statues, but also don't be satisfied with just that. Don't settle for a breadcrumb when we can have the whole bread. What we are fighting for is much bigger than symbols. Most of us know that Black Lives Matter was founded to eradicate white supremacy, to fight injustice done by systematic racism. Black people have been murdered countless of times by the police and vigilantes, and most of them, if not all, have yet to do a day in prison for it. So Black Lives Matter is an organization that helps combat outside oppression and hold people accountable for their actions. But lately, a lot of people have tried to undermine this movement by combating it with black-on-black -black crime. Black-on-black -black crime is the same as white-on-white crime, Asian-on-Asian -Asian crime, Mexican-on-Mexican crime. It's just crime. We just hear only about black-on-black -black crime from the media because they try to put certain stereotypes. Something I explained on the previous episode. Just because crime or killings happens inside the black community doesn't mean black lives doesn't matter. It doesn't mean black people are only outraged when police do the killings, but it's okay when a black person is killed by another black person. It means you have to separate the two. 
We can't undermine one fight in order to shed light on another fight. When we do that, it's easy for narratives to shift like it has in some cases. We're outraged at police brutality and injustice as well as we're outraged by killings that goes on inside our own community. But if you think that crime is somehow is going to be non-existent in the black community, then you are sadly mistaken. And that goes for any community as well. If you didn't know, I'm here to tell you that crime goes on in other communities as well, not just the black community. But with the media pushing the black on black crime agenda, some of y'all got wrapped up in it and stopped using your common sense. That's the effect of media programming. But it may seem that more people are outraged when a police kill a black person, more so than when a civilian kills a black person. And that's because police took an oath to serve and protect. They are public servants that our tax dollars pay for. And it seems our community is targeted more than others, so damn right, people are going to be outraged. The same system that allowed police brutality and injustice to continue in strides is the same system that empowers the so-called black-on-black crime. It's a product of the system they created purposely. So when you out here fighting, know what you're fighting for and don't get the enemy confused. Since we're on the subject of black-on-black crime, I have something to address. We have to do better as a community. I said this time and time again. While we're fighting for accountability on the outside, we must also hold our own accountable as well for their actions. Too many sensitive killings are taking place. Like I said, I know crime will happen inside our community, but some of these tragedies can be avoided. We have to start looking at each other and start seeing value. His or her life is too valuable to take. Taking a life is something you can't undo. We have to think about our actions and stop acting out of emotions and irrational. Oftentimes people lose their life because someone acted without thinking in the heat of the moment or because a person just don't value human life. We have to start reaching out to the youth. Stop letting these entertainers raise our youth. Young people are influenced heavily by the music they hear, by the things they see on social media, and by the movies they watch. It becomes an issue when they don't know the difference between fantasy and reality. What's real and what's not. So they get out here and they try to mimic what they see and what they hear not understanding that it's all just entertainment. So in order to combat the negative image portrayed to our youth, we, we must be that positive representation. It starts in the home. It starts in your local neighborhoods. Get them alternatives. Get them options. So many young people jump into the streets because they feel like they have no other choice. They're doing what they believe is a means to an end. There was a concert in my city recently at a nightclub where a young lady and a man lost their life behind something that didn't involve them. 
The reports were somebody in the crowd tried to snatch the rapper chain, and then I heard it was gang related. But either way, a dude that was with the rapper Entourage started shooting in the crowded club and ended up killing two people and wounding eight more. Something that was senseless. A person reacting off emotions in the heat of the moment and probably intoxicated took two people away from their families. Then people rest on social media with their opinions and justifying shit without any respect or sympathy for the families. Why do y'all do that? At least have the decency not to speak on something that you have no knowledge about or all the facts. Everybody want to get likes and be the first to report though. Social media is a gift and a curse. So many people screaming for attention and inclusion. But another point I wanted to make about that story is it's better to stay out the way. At least you have a greater chance of seeing another day. I remember back in the day, I would get mad whenever my mama said I can't go to a party, the club, or anywhere she had her doubts about. I would say, you don't want me to have no fun. But now... I understand why she didn't want me out there. It wasn't because she didn't want me to have fun. This is because she loved me enough to try to protect me from someone else's foolishness. And yet some adults still don't understand that. I know people like to go out and have a good time. Shit, they should be able to. But that good time may cause you your life. Especially if you have kids, they should be your first priority. You shouldn't want to put yourself in a situation that may cause you to leave them. Yeah, you going out to have a good time to unwind. Yeah, you can control your actions and what you do, but you have no control over what somebody else does. Be smart. Be mindful. Stay out the way. You have to move different when you have something to lose. Today's topic deals with marriage. One of the biggest topics this past week has been about Will and Jada. August Alcina did an interview with Angela Yee, and he admitted that Will gave his blessings for him to have an intimate relationship with Jada. A lot of people wasn't surprised because they said Will and Jada had came out on several occasions saying they are in an open marriage. I don't know to what extent, but having an open marriage relationship is not taboo anymore as it once was. With people living by their own rules, breaking boundaries, creating their own standard of what is socially acceptable, there are a lot of people that's cool with an open marriage relationship. I, on the other hand, I guess I'm old school because I ain't going for that mess. Nah, player. My woman is mine and mine alone. I'm not about to share her with anybody. Not to sound possessive or anything like I own her, but I'm selfish. 
she is sacred to me. I know she has been with men before me, but after taking those vows, she became renewed. So anything before that point doesn't matter. She's new and no man has had her but me. So with that in mind, I hold her dear. I asked a few men, could they be in an open relationship, open marriage? And the majority said no. But one, <laughs> one said it depends. It depends on where he's at in his life and so on. I took it as how can it benefit him? I can see his point because a lot of people will tell you that marriage is a business. When you get married, you have to file for a marriage license, which makes the bond a legal bonding one. Once married, you also have to manage your money together, make joint decisions. It's an investment. You're investing your future into the person you say, I do to. There are reports that shows that marrying just off love alone is not responsible. Love fades. Love is conditional. Love sometimes cannot get you through difficult situations, especially financial crisis. Money is still one of the leading causes for people getting a divorce. So by him saying it depends and he's looking at it from a business point of view, then I get it. But it's still a no for me, dog. <laughs> there were men that had admit that they wouldn't mind being able to have someone else openly and freely, but having a woman being able to do the same was a deal breaker. According to women, a lot of men are not loving a woman properly or caring for her like he should. Being intimate, romantic, or just showing her attention she desires. And men know that as well. So that fear or that insecurity of another man doing what he is not is sitting in the back of his mind. So he'd rather sacrifice a golden opportunity just so Jody won't be someone giving his lady the same head he gave Yvette. Jody, my Jody. <laughs> but seriously, I don't think too many men would be cool knowing that their lady is with another man. We turn into Mario Winans. I don't want to know if you plan me, keep it on the low. Cause my heart can't take it anymore. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Like that chuckle crap where a man watches his lady with another man. Hell no. Nah, I'm not built for that. I also want to say to anybody that's thinking about marriage, it's beautiful and it's ugly. It's not going to always be smiles, photo shoots for social media and good times. There will be trying times, but having someone that's worth fighting for makes it a little easier. You have to be able to weather those difficult storms. I see nowadays a lot of people are so ready to give up and call it quits when they hit a rough patch. No. You push through that. Those are the times. 
depending on how you deal with it and get through it, it what builds that foundation to the relationship, makes it stronger. Like I said earlier, you can't get married just off love. You also can't marry off looks either. Or try to get in a long, committed relationship just off physical looks. Because eventually those looks will fade just like love and it will get old to you. Something new and looks good is always exciting at first. But over time, it gets old. The thrill is no longer there. So then you have to find something else you can hold to to still see that value in your mate. What else do they bring to the table? If looks is all they offer, then it's not going to last and you setting yourself up for failure. You have to look for sustenance, something deeper than the surface. Because when those trials and tribulations come, you're going to need somebody that's solid. I mentioned how I needed to reset earlier in this episode because I was empty. Same thing in marriage. We pour and pour into our marriages that we become empty at times. It feels like you have nothing else to give. That's when you need that solid person to keep the ship steady until you reset and refill again. But we have to know and diagnose when we're at that point as well. We feel empty and have nothing to give. And when our spouse try to be there for support, we may beat them up mentally and spiritually, not even knowing why. That can be draining to a person. While they're trying to support and hold the ship steady, they are becoming damaged as well. Then they need you to return a favor and it becomes a cycle. So we have to learn when we get to the point so we don't put too much of a burden on our loved one. Again, it's like the theme of the show, self-care. Make sure when you feeling empty that you stop, reset, and take care of self. We are in our first full week of a new month, which means it's time for a new book of the month. This month's book is one that I just finished up, and it seems like it was perfect timing. I had this book on my Kindle wishlist for a few years and never got around to purchasing it. This month's book is Stamped from the Beginning by Ebron Kendi. This book takes a look through history at racist ideas and how they were originated and used to oppress Africans. Many of these ideas are still being used today. The book features historic figures such as Thomas Jefferson, W.E.B. Du Bois, Angela Davis, William Garrison, and Cotton Mather. The book was so powerful and revealed so much. I always ask the question, why they hate us so much? And this book gave great insight, very well written and articulated. I recommend this book for all to read.
It's that time again to give y'all the album of the week. This week's album of the week is Starlito's Paternity Leave. Anyone that knows me know just how much of a fan I am of Starlito's music. I've been rocking with him before the name changed when he was All-Star from Cashville. This album was most anticipated because it's been a while since he dropped his last album at War Myself too. Starlito is someone I would describe as a reality rapper. He just gives you his life story through his thoughts and experiences. This album is nothing different. Only difference is he has a daughter now, which explains the album title. Starlito talks about what's going on with recent events involving police murders. He talks about being a dad, talks about investing, and he also has a song where he talks about his relationship with his daughter mother. His music is something I can always relate to. His storytelling and lyricism sets him apart from other Tennessee rappers. This album is one you can throw on and vibe the whole way through. No skips. No cap. So, if you haven't had a chance to listen, I hope this review will make you want to check it out. It's time to wrap things up. I enjoyed chopping up with y'all as usual. Thanks for being patient with me. Y'all be on the lookout for some merch I got coming. T-shirts, hats, hoodies, wristbands, the whole nine. Thanks for the support. Make sure you let your friends and family know about Sofa Thoughts Podcast. Make sure you download, subscribe, and share this episode. There's a box, arrow, half cloud, double tap, and download. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Sofa Thoughts Podcast. Holla at me. Until next time, keep those thoughts soulful. Love.